everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 355. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ron Mess. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I am Mako-chan. And I think we finally got the weather that we do- we so soaringly need. Mm-hmm. Unlike out in Denver where it was 70 degrees yesterday and now it's hailing. What the fuck? And here I thought New Jersey weather was bipolar and schizophrenic. Uh, Jersey weather is tame compared to Denver weather. As me and Mako-chan were told when we went out there, if you don't like the weather, wait five minutes. And we yeah, thought pretty much. And we thought they were kidding. God. Okay. We are live tonight, week of March 24th, 2018, here on the Vogue Network. We're here live Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, with replays Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern. Check out our interactive chat room at live.vognetwork.com. Chat clients such as Merc, XChat, Chatzilla can use irc.gamesearch.net. The chat room is Vogue, or V-O-G, either or. You can head on over to animejamsession.com slash network and click on an IRC link. And if you have Chatzilla, it will work. Um, you can also go to webchat.gamesurge.net as well. If you are on the uh, Vogue Network site for the chat and you can run into any issues, there is a link there that takes you to the web chat. You click on that and it should bring you right in. And we're also on Discord, so you can follow us at vognetwork.com slash Discord. Um, if you have the Discord app, it'll bring you directly in via the application or the web browser. So come on in. Water's just fine, and we're having a grand old time. And check-ins are live, so go ahead and earn your VOG points. If you are listening on our syndicated uh, podcast feed, there will be a passphrase somewhere in the episode. When you hear it, head on over to vognetwork.com and earn some VOG points. So now we're going to go around the room. How was your week? How was your day? Ari. Uh, let's see. It's mostly been work stuff. I've been Lately I've been harassed by this one woman who keeps coming into my uh, lane and constantly refers to me as happy. Because, of it, because I don't smile when she tells me to smile and I don't, you know, laugh at her stupid fucking jokes. Mm. So, like, I asked one of my supervisors about it. He said, like, just write up a form and complain about it. Like, file a report about it. So I did, and it was a couple of days ago. I didn't think anything about it. And <clears throat> lo and behold, you know, I talked to one of my bosses earlier, well, to his boss earlier today, and uh, they said they're actually going to investigate it, which I wasn't expecting to happen. Well, maybe because she's doing that with other people. And it's kind of interesting. I once got into a, a bit of a heated discussion about that because I've worked retail. So, you know, it didn't bother me if somebody said smile. You know, I, I, I didn't think too much. Well, I'm like, yeah, sure, why not? And I've said, you know, coming from somebody who's worked retail, if I'm having a lousy day and someone says smile, I'm like, sure, why not? But, you know, the argument was, you know, you can't force somebody to do something, you know, just because. I mean, I get it, but I'm like, you know, if somebody comes up to your lane or whatever, you are in a good jolly mood or something like that, and they're trying to spread a little love your way, you know, hey. But I get it, though. Yeah, plus I you know, hear stories about people, like other people being told to smile, and it's just, you know, 
like completely like ruins things for them and stuff like that. But um, let's let's see what else is there. This past weekend, I saw the new Super Troopers movie. Oh, how was it, you know? Oh, it was amazing. It was just enough, you know, references to the old movie to not be a complete rehash. And uh, the story itself was pretty interesting. Awesome, awesome. And now I'm just waiting for them to finish fixing my apartment. And that's pretty much about it. That's good. Anything else? Uh, not really, no. Okay. I want to make a quick note. I misprint. I for- I was off by one month for the date. This is the week of April 24th. Thank you for pointing that out, Serenity41088. Mako-chan, how was your week? How was your day? Um, my day sucked because I had to go to work. Um, but this week wasn't horrible. Uh, did a little mini convention this past weekend. Yep. Got to hang out with people. Got yummy, yummy sushi mm. in a horrible, horrible restaurant. Uh, now I'm just getting ready for Zenkai. I think we all are. So much stuff to do. Stuff for me to order, and I just got the the post nine days until the con. I'm like, yeah, everybody's freaking out now. Yeah, I just realized going back and actually looking at the pictures of the cosplay that I'm doing that I still have shit to go buy. I'm not happy because I thought I was done. Whoops. I got. um... Yeah. My weekend day was interesting. Yeah, um, we'll probably talk about this briefly on the show. Um, me and Mako hit up a free convention out in Jersey. And then during my my travels out there, I met up with some friends and, you know, hung out, took some pictures. And I picked up a SNES classic and I'm kind of giddy as fuck about it. Because I only wanted it for one freaking game and it was Secret of Mana. And I'm talking to a friend of mine and I show her, she's like, you bought Psych and Dense, it's three. I was just like... Yes, because I really enjoyed um, Final Fantasy Adventure, which is the first Seiken Densets, and Secret of Mana, Seiken Densets 2, and Seiken Densets 3. And I just love the fact that you could play multiplayer on those two games, so... Try out my new lens. The, the motor is a little loud. The lens is a little hefty, but, you know, I'll get used to it. We'll see We'll see how well it plays come Zenkai Con. Um... Other than that, um, work's been pretty good. I got back on my old vitamin regimen, and yeah, I'm feeling that, especially with the water I'm drinking, but uh, I suppose it's for a good cause. I don't know. But, um, um, that basically is it. I don't think I have anything else, except I think I might have finally depleted my entire tax return over several weeks, but... I'm double-checking and making sure, but it doesn't look like I have, so I'm just seeing how things play out, because I do have to purchase a new bed, so, you know. Mm. I haven't gotten my return yet. When did you file? I filed, you know, a couple days before the deadline. Oh, okay, so did you get the, the, the um, the that they, notification that they got it? I mailed it away. Oh, you couldn't e-file? Um... The, uh, like, the site was, like, giving me all sorts of problems. It was saying, like, I had filed it, but it was giving me email alerts saying that I there was a problem with it, and I just decided, fuck it, and printed out hard copies and uh, mailed them away. Who did, who did you go through? 
uh, TurboTax. Oh, shit. I went, I went through Tax Act and did it that way. I would also contact TurboTax and find out with them. That way they have your back. Hmm. It doesn't matter. I'm only getting 10 bucks, but 10 bucks back from the federal government. Damn. Wow. Yeah. Fucking government. Fucking government. Mm-hmm. <sighs> So, any two, you know, um, let's go ahead and take our first break. And when we get back, we're going to get into some news. And Jesus Christ will tell you about Universal FanCon. Oh, my fucking God. Bad? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's putting it lightly. Plus, there is more shit coming out about the fucking con. Ugh. We'll be okay, back. Then. All right. We'll be back.
just as confused by it as I am. That kind of brings back some real fucked up memories. How are, like, how fucked up are we talking? Y- you do realize the opening sequel, th- that show in itself kind of made my junior high and my high school years absolutely miserable. Oh, shit, I'm sorry. No, 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 no need to apologize. I'm just like, um, What? But it's okay. I am going to share this. I'm just like, what the fuck? And pl- please share it to everybody in the chat room. I I, I just can't. Okay. Oh, Jesus. Well, it's got awkward. <laughs> no, that's, that's, I'm just like, wait, what? You know? And he called it deeply relaxing. How is that deeply relaxing? I mean, I could. I mean, I could kind of picture Carl Wizzle saying to Steve, "Get in the robot," but that's just about it. Probably know if Steve would have built his own robot. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm sorry. I. Uh... No, no, no. It's cool. I'm just like the fuck. Oh Jesus Christ on a stick. Okay, uh, I I have to pull up one more article because Jesus, it, it, it's just Christ, Christ Almighty. Okay, um, see, from time to time we sit here and we talk about upcoming conventions and things, things of that nature, and we've talked about some of the bullshit that has happened with these conventions. And yes, the seventeen thousand dollars to spend an hour in a ball in a ball pit will never get old. No cerebra. A piss lined ball pit. Yeah, there's a reason why the, why it's warm. <laughs> Yuck. Yeah. So this fell under my, under my radar that there was a convention that was coming to Baltimore this week. It called Universal Fan Con. Now. Universal Fan Con will be a different kind of convention where this convention will allow minorities, people of color, women, LGBT plus people. It's their own place to speak their minds, to say what they want. It's a convention, I would say, essentially for us. Now, I do have my own personal opinion about that, but that's not. this isn't the time for that. So they went on to Kickstarter and you're like, here we go. Because we all know for a fact, most Kickstarter conventions do not fare well. So they raised about $50,000 to get things going. And they decided to do it big at the BCC. Strike two. As somebody who's been going to conventions for nearly, for, for at least 20 years, and who has staffed a few conventions here and has an ear to behind-the-scenes stuff, let me say this. If you're going to start a convention, start small. You ain't got to start in your own backyard, but you start small and build up. Unless you are coming out the gate with a 
pockets full of cash that's just falling out and you want to do it big at a three days at a hotel or a convention center by all means but if you ain't got that kind of cash start small so they announced big known people they was going to have phil lamar uh big daddy kane and i was like if i had known about this i would have went because i grew up on his music and other prominent people at the convention but it seems that about a week and a half ago, they made an announcement saying that the con has been postponed. And you're like, wait, what? What's going on? It's not often you hear a convention being postponed and follow up. Like, I believe with specific you know, Midwest Media Expo where they lost a hotel 72 hours before the convention. And through the con chair and some people, they were able to get to a new hotel within 72 hours and get it up and running. And they called it not a con, which is pretty amazing. But when you hear that there's issues with conventions and it's not going, and there's delays, there's going to be problems. And, and I'm talking financial problems. As it's been announced, the convention has, has been indefinitely postponed. According to organizers, they say it's not canceled, but they don't have a future date. Think about that. Now, the con raised about 56000 Now, through my investigative sources, I like to call Weeb Throat, and I'd like to leave it at that. And if you have been paying attention to this show, you might know who I'm talking about. If not, oh well, if you know who it is, give yourself a gold star and you know how to play the home version of this game. Weep Throat has basically told me that this convention raised about $350,000 and the money is just gone. Now, you're going to probably ask yourself, how does $350,000 disappear? Now, you're going to, to see in these articles, you're going to see numbers around 55. If you follow the paper trail on Twitter, the money is up to $350,000. Now, they were paying money to the hotels to hold rooms for the guests. They were paying money to the Baltimore Convention Center for the space. From my understanding, there has been financial difficulties for several months, and the con runners have been very hush-hush about it. Now, I understand why they were being hush-hush about it, because you don't want to say, oh, we're running into financial difficulties, to say a week later, oh, we good. But if you've seen financial difficulties coming going sliding downward that's when you should say something let people know that we're running into difficulties we're relocating to another location everything is going to be good but that never happened so pretty much the convention organizer has sent has has pretty much have said we're postponing the convention for the time being and we'll work with you to get refunds now as you know if you throw it through kickstarter and if the kickstarter is funded you probably will not be able to get your money back. But here's something. Kickstarter has added policies to their to their um, crowdfundings that even if it's funded, if nothing comes about it, an investigation can happen. So I'm also hoping on that. After seeing some bad Kickstarters come through, it's quite understandable. Now, people have reached out to Universal FanCon and no one has really gotten back to them. And there's supposed to be an announcement today or tomorrow in regards to what's going on like a complete faq 
they have refunded back tickets through show clicks. Um, I do not know about Eventbrite, but if you have a ticket, you should be able to get a refund through Eventbrite and explain the situation or even through your bank. There are people who are going as an artist alley and vendors who are kind of, who are basically asked out of money, but if they go through their bank, they should be able to get um, their their money back. We should see. Now, what's interesting is that as you follow the paper trail, this is not the first time this has happened. And I mean on this. A person by the name of uh, Ty Pham, who has done this before. This is his third time. The first time he has done this, he started a convention in, Calif I believe, California called PrideCon, which is basically a convention for LGBT. And a few weeks before the convention, it was postponed and indefinitely canceled, and the money disappeared. Sometime later, he started, he raised funds for a convention called AkihabraCon. And history repeats itself. As through my sources, I have been told that he took the money and ran. In other words, he took the money from AkihabraCon and went to Japan for a while. Huh. I mean, fuck. Now, as through this, Universal FanCon, if you do the digging, you'll find his name. But when you read the articles, there is no name to him because there is somebody else who is stepped forward. There is a popular podcast and website called Black Girl Nerds. Me personally, I can't stand them. I could tolerate them, but I can't stand the brainchild behind this for my own personal reasons. Now, they started to back um, Universal FanCon. Uh, one of them, uh, Jamie Broadna, Broadno, who I believe is out of New York City, I believe we might have to send send the mice after her, um, talked about this con as, this is the con for us, for us minorities. This is what she did. She backed this. She verbally backed this. Now, as time went on, it, with the financial issue, she continued to put up a front saying everything is good, but it has been said that she knew for a very long time that things were falling apart. And in doing so, the way she was handling this convention is the way she's handling her site. And because of this, a lot of people have left her site. They'll go right and work somewhere else. Again, that is a story for another time. But because of how this was handled, this is the backlash. Now, one of the issues I have, well, no, I'm not going to get into that. That's a story. That's something totally different. I will save that for my personal blog. But the long and short is, we got an Asian dude who pretty much mollywopped, bamboozled the minority community over a convention. And in something like this, you got a, a black nerd who turned her back on us and acting like nothing's wrong and yet she still has people who are saying give her a break give her a break now i'm going to quickly wrap this up so we can get into the rest of the stories for tonight and we can get some feedback from people the thing that bothers me the most about this is how minorities are able to take advantage of other minorities in a situation like this and it's it's sad it's upsetting. I think it's absolutely absurd that you should sell out your own people f for something like this. 
if you knew shit was going down, why didn't you say something from jump? Why didn't you even tell the staffers? Hell, the guests and so forth didn't even know until they got emails from the hotel stating their reservations were canceled. Con goers who jumped in on the Kickstarter got emails that their hotels were canceled. And then the con itself stepped up to say something. It, it's just sad. It's fucked up. And it's, and it's totally wrong. It doesn't work this way. How can you just be a black nerd and say to yourself, this is okay to do this, to fuck your own people over like that? I've been running Anime Jam Session for about 10 years, maybe a little bit more. I've never put myself out there as a black nerd because I feel there is no need to. If you know me, then you know me. I do everything in regards to the site for everybody. I don't play uh, favors to other races and creeds and so forth. Everyone's equal across the board. My staff is like the United Colors of motherfucking Benetton, okay? This is this is how we roll. I don't feel the need to like, you know, hey, I'm a black nerd. This is my site. Let's, you know. I would never do that. Now, if the person coming to me approaches me like that, I may return the gesture in the same form, but it depends on the situation at hand. So, you know what? I am hoping after this after they released a statement in regards to all of this, things will calm down, things will be good, you know? I'm just, you know, I mean, not for nothing. I don't want to go on another tangent. I'll just say it like this. It just seems like when white people try to f will try to fuck over minorities, they're ready, they're ready to march and ride in the streets. But when it's another minority, we pat them on the back and say, it's okay. It's our people. It's okay. It's all right. No, it's not okay. It's not all right. It's guilt. You're guilty across the board. I give no fucks about your race, creed, color, sex, whatever. You're going to fuck somebody over like that. You get hung from the tree. Simple as that. And as we see in the um, chat room here, Bob Coffee says, sounds like the fire festival. If this went through, we could see, we could see rundown vendor shacks. People surviving on a diet of ramen and Pocky. Dude, if it actually went down like that, the, the weebs would fucking riot. The congoers would riot. And meanwhile, people in the game room would have no idea what the fuck's going on. Because I haven't left it for the past 36 hours. Exactly. Now, Mako John, Ari, what are your takes on this? <clears throat> I just think it, you know, it's like you were saying, it's just sad and pretty pathetic. Like this guy keeps that. This guy has apparently done this a bunch of times, you know, <clears throat> you know, getting people's hopes up for a convention and just taking the money and fucking disappearing. Mm -hmm. Can he be arrested for that shit? Should he be at least? He should be because it's technically it's theft because he never embezzlement. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. I don't know why it lost. I don't know why I lost there for a second. It depending on how he played out, it's almost like racketeering in a way. <sighs> what about you, Mako? I mean, it's. It's an all-around shitty thing, but at the same time, you want to look into this kind of shit before you just throw money at it. Mm -hmm. 
There are plenty of conventions that use this type of deal to get funded, but they're very open about what's going on. They show you the numbers, you know, they update on a regular with proof that things are happening, whether that be, you know, links to the hotels being posted, links to, you know, certain things being done. And then there are things like this where, you know, all you had to do was look up the con chair's name and go, hmm, you know, that he he's, you know, he's actually on the internet and it's not looking good. And what the fuck is up with that? See, that's the part that that gets me. Um, when you read the articles, you see everybody else's name except for the con chair. I even got into a pissing fight with one of the con chairs on Friday. And by a pissing contest, I mean a one-sided fight, you know. And even though he thought it was a great idea to, um, to uh, what you call it, he thought it was a great idea to, you know, to delete those t- those tweets, but you know what? No matter what you say on the internet, it's captured forever. So. Someone's got screen caps on. Oh, you bet your sweet ass, somebody, to, please. I mean, even if it's cached on our, it's there. It's fucking there. <sighs> Anywho, now that we got that out the way, um, and this is something that that we tell people, tell y'all as much as we can. It's not just conventions. It's just crowdfunding in general be careful to what you, for what you um what you crowdfund because you don't know um if it's gonna come through or not um it could just take it could take for uh, forever for it to come through you know mm-hmm. so anywho we're gonna go ahead and switch gears to an we're gonna talk about um one of uh, an anime I have been waiting for God knows how long. And it's Gunsmith Cats. It seems that Gunsmith Cats has reached its stretch goals. Just wow. It has raised more than $300,000 to fund a final stretch goal featuring a comment English commentary with Amanda Winley and Kimberly Yates who were um, Bradley Vincent and Minnie Mae Hopkins. The company also announced on Sunday, which was yeah, a few days ago, that it's planning a backers choice stretch goal where Animigo will propose several possible stretch goals after the campaign ends, including some of the backers feedback and they'll vote on which goal that they want. The campaign launched last month and met its initial goal of 75k in just a little bit over four hours. Now, I am going to go in, let's see if I can pull up the uh, Kickstarter, okay. As of right now, it has hit $350,000 with 4,200 backers. I'm I'm just flabbergasted and overjoyed by that. There were other stretch goals that were included, such as commentary tracks featuring Kenichi Sonoda, Masahiro Arai, and Takenori Kazana, Takeshi Mori and Hiroki Sato, Bennett the Sage, and Mark Swint. Other stretch goals that have been met include a four new a new four-page manga by Sonoda, a postcard, a how-to draw tutorial, and a sticker set. I cannot wait. 
The anime, based on Soda's manga of the same name, centers on marksman and gunsmith Rally Vincent and explosive expert Minnie Mae Hopkins, two bounty hunters who chase criminals and other bounties in Chicago, often running afoul of gangs, police, and other bounty hunters along the way. There was a three-episode OVA that came out in Japan from 95 to 96. ADV put the anime out on VHS back in 96 and on DVD in 2001. The manga was out in the States from 96 to 2002 by Dark Horse, and the, the sequel comic uh, manga, Gunsmith Cats Burst, from 2007 to 2010. And there are several revised omnibus re-releases of the original manga that came out. At Chicago's ASIN convention, they will premiere a previous Sonata's new Project BB anime project. That's in May, which is in a few couple of weeks, and it has been said it's like a sneak peek of a new Gunsmith Cats OVA or something like that. I hope this becomes a TV show. Not for nothing, I'd love to see this as a live action show. It would be freaking awesome. They'll probably turn it into a musical first. No, just what you need. Bounty hunters dancing around, shooting their guns, and throwing grenades. It'd be like Kung Fu, Kung Fu Hustle with guns. Oh, good lord. I can see them all dancing around and being bandits staring at them like, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? <laughs> Shit, I, I kind of want to watch uh, Kung Fu Hustle now. Good oh. movie. And as Nemesis47 says, something else Ron is going to add to the collection. You damn right, dude. When we were coming back from my friend's um, wedding um, en engagement party, and I found, and I was reading Facebook and seeing it was announced, I jumped on, no, when I was reading Twitter, I jumped on, yeah, whatever. I jumped on that and just like done. Did it while we were on the car drive coming back. Ah. Uh. Because I, I and I've probably said this on a couple of episodes where I know I bought the DVD, but I just don't remember what happened to it. I think I let someone borrow it and totally forgot. But now I am getting my hands on the Blu-ray, and that shit is not leaving my sight. <sighs> can't wait. A year can't get here quick enough. Hmm. <laughs> All right, um, Mako-chan. Yes. What's up with Love Live? Uh, so I know a little while back we had talked about a new Love Live game that was going to be coming to smartphones. Uh -huh. Uh, well, that smartphone game launched today. Yeah, so I have heard. So, the game is a tap puzzle game featuring Muse and Aqua. And. Aquas. Aqua. We are not doing this. Uh, it's Aqua. Anyway, um, it is featuring the mini stuffed dolls, the Nestleberries. Hmm? The Nestleberries, right? Uh, yeah. Um, it's the dolls that are laying on their stomachs with their arms outstretched and very weird faces, um, just like round white eyes or winky faces. 
Um, and they're just like really excited and all of that. They're super deformed. Uh, basically, yes. I have not downloaded it yet. I have not played it yet. Uh, but it does feature the songs by both of the groups while you're playing. And as it is a tap puzzle game, I'm assuming that you basically have to match up the characters to form special blocks or whatever. So, yeah. And the thing is, I'm on a few of the, um, on a couple of the Love Live groups, and they're talking about it, and it's like, and I couldn't figure out, I couldn't figure out what the hell was going on with it. Now I have a better idea how it is. I do want to play it. I just hope um, Bushiro will actually translate the game and bring it over. But then that means that's another puzzle game I got to deal with besides Sailor Moon Drops. Hmm. They just opened the Super Sailor Venus uh, event, and I'm just like, because mm -hmm. I no, because I I somehow missed out on the freaking uh, Eastern Minako one because I I didn't finish it in time, and this one is open until May seventh, and I'm like, May seventh, three of those days I'm gonna be at Zenkai. Well, fuck me, so you know. Well, you'll have your phone with you, so. Yeah, but I'm not gonna be sitting there playing a the damn game. Yeah, you have to play a lot to get that crap unlocked. I'm it's not an it's not a you know an easy one day mm, kind of thing. I know. I'm like two days I think I'm like what two two, three days in and I'm already like a third of the ways goal to to the level three Super Sailor Venus. Because once I hit those seventy stars, it's gonna open up for like a hundred and forty stars. I'm just like I gotta go through this to get the level five. I'm just like fuck. Mm. So anyway, I might have to go through one of those alternative sites and download the game and give it a run and see. But I do hope that, that there is a, a, a U.S. release of it. I also wonder when uh, All Stars is coming out, because I, I may end up jumping on that too. Uh... I closed the thing, but I think it said it at the bottom of that article. Mm -mm, no, it's as it's coming out later this year, but just don't know when. Mm. Anywho, so uh, Bob, I know you're following this game, so if you find an English patch translation or something, hit me up on Twitter or something. Muchly appreciated, friend. All right, uh, let's see what we have here. All right, Ari, what is this? This fancy, this fancy ass thing we're looking at here. Uh, well, it's a Seville Seville Rose suit. Make, recreates anime villain Char's military uniform, and it costs far more than three times what a normal cosplay costume does. <clears throat> uh, what do you refer to as principality? Duchy Dukedom, there's no denying that Mobile Suit Gundam's Xeon is one of anime's most regal organizations of antagonists. Time and time again through the series, Xeon rides to champion the superiority and independence of a portion of the human population that's migrated into outer space and is always just snazzy while doing it. 
So, uh, British tailor Deej and Skinner was commissioned to help recreate the munif- military view- uniform of Xeon Ace Mecha pilot Chart <clears throat> as novel. Not only does Deej and Skinner have blue blood civil ro- lineage, it boasts three ro- royal warrants of appointment bestowed upon the company by Queen Elizabeth II, the King of Bahrain, and the Sultan of Oman, and is also the supplier of the iconic uniforms for the British Army Guard Division. Uh, The luxurious all-wool cosplay, God, that must feel hot, was created for the upcoming Welcome to Xeon event at Japanese department store Isetan's Shinjuku branch, which in the past has served as a venue for multiple sailor moon fashion events. Isetan's violers traveled traveled to England to meet personally with Deej and Skinner designers to select the fabric and develop the pattern for the uniform, starting with existing anime characters' artwork and making necessary modifications to be to, for a flattering fit in the real world. Suing was then handled by, in Japan by a Japanese company, with another Japanese supplier taking on the ex- extensive embroidery duties. As a, suit to the, as a salute to the claim that Char's custom giant robots are three times faster than the standard models, only three of these uniforms are produced. Pricing is particularly pri- princely at 864,000 yen, which is about $8,000 and change. Jesus. Although the outside is free to gawk at, the, gawk at during its display at Welcome to Xeon, which runs from April 25th to May 6th. And for those of you who just, just have regular crazy as opposed to super crazy amounts of cash spent on anime fashion, Isetan will also be selling... Recreations of Char's spiffy white leather gloves and boots, uh, goat skin for the gloves, cowhide for the boots, priced at 21,600 yen and 118,000 yen, respectively. And somebody is going, shut up and take my money. Oh, lots of people are going, shut up and take my money. I mean, you, you got like a staff of people making this with the highest level of fabric, with more extra attention to detail. And you don't have cosplay commissioners doing this. You have fucking professional tailors making this shit. So Motherfucking of, artisans. Yes. So, of course, it's $8,000. So, if you're going to sit there and say that it's too much money, shut the fuck up and get the fuck out of my goddamn fandoms. All Considering of you. Considering that this is ro- being made for royalty, yeah. eight grand sounds like a steal. Yes. I can imagine Prince William or Henry, you know, asking for one of these, and they'll, like, they, like, turn around, and it's, like, done. And then you see more people wearing, then you realize England is going to these to these types of uniforms, and watch all the weebs just go to England. All the Gundam weebs. Pledge themselves before, uh, you know, the Queen of England trying to demand citizenship to get those uniforms. Mm. And Nemesis 47 says, 8,000? I thought my 11th doctor was expensive. Bro, let me tell you. The most I paid out for a commission came close to $325 for my Jotaro Kujo, but it was canceled due to last due to last minute issues, so I went to get it recommissioned again, and that came up to about $175 with with an with a discount from an amazing friend who I greatly appreciative of because of things. So, if it wasn't for that discount, I would have paid probably close to 300 for it, and I was perfectly okay with that. Still am. The original ass jacket I had was 300 plus. Wow. And how long have you had it for? Um, it was my first one, so about 2004. And you, st- you still wear it? 
No, it's in a shadow box room on my wall. Oh, it's right, when I got autographed. Oh, yeah. What year was that? Uh, 2010 or 11. And that was at what? Uh, was that a New York Anime Festival? New York Comic Con and Anime Fest. Yeah. So think about it. Commission, $300. Cost to trek into New York City, $100. Getting the voice actress to sign it, priceless. Dude, you really got your money's worth on that. I don't care. You know, you, you that was worth. That's money well worth fucking spent. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what's next? Um, we're talking a little bit more about Kickstarters, and Mako Chan's gonna bring us up about uh, Bubblegum Crisis. Yeah. So it seems that uh, Animego or Animigo, however you want, you know. However, yeah. whatever. Exactly. Tomato, tomato. Uh, well, it seems that they revealed on Tuesday that they will be re-releasing Bubblegum Crisis, the original video, uh, on standard edition Blu-ray disc this fall. So they previous re- previously released the anime in Ultimate Edition Blu-ray Which as I part have. of their Kickstarter in 2014. So gorgeous. So now they will be just doing a regular Blu-ray for those that did not want to spend the extra money on all these special stuff. I wonder, I wonder if they had a bunch printed up with leftover funding from the Kickstarter. It's possible. Yeah. I mean, they did fulfill it, you know, Yeah, it's. I mean, it's very possible. I don't know exactly how far into it they got, and not having participated in that, I'm not sure if they had, you know, uh, uh, so, some of the Kickstarters will do a little survey and go, oh, you know, if we offered this, would you want this? So it's very possible that uh, that was one of the options and enough people wanted something mm-hmm. like that, too. I mean, because I'm looking, I'm looking at it now. They originally wanted 75k, but they hit it. Uh, they hit 154k. So they they doubled the what they wanted. So they and I think probably after after everything was shipped out and spent and so forth, they probably had some cash left over. So they probably spent that to invest in some in some copies to send out. It's possible. Because they say they say fifty percent of the amount raised gets used for actual production expenses, and the other fifty percent will be divided by Animigo and our Japanese licensor. So, I look at it. So it's like this: if it hit one hundred fifty-five, so they probably spent about seventy-six thousand taking care of all of this, and then they probably took thirty-eight thousand and gave it to I believe AIC or whoever owns the rights as you know payment and an EBO sitting on the remaining amount and I and probably that the, the production and all that that probably ended up um pay for the staffers and stuff like that so you know that's cool you know yeah I mean I was not one to go mm. and purchase 
the all expensive, all inclusive type of deal, but mm -hmm. something like this I will probably get. And in our chat room at live.vognetwork.com, Dungeon Buster says, I might want to jump on that BGC collection. Bob Coffee says, what I wonder is if full live footage exists of the concerts of the Bugger Hersated during the 90s, like Hurricane Live 2032 and 2033. I believe I have one of those VHS tapes, and I should actually pull out my DVD, my Blu-rays, and actually check and see. Wouldn't surprise me. But I would love to see them put that out extra i would drop 30 bucks on that to see um uh, kind of hurricane performed live shit yeah all right um ari yeah as you can see the man is out of i guess the man is back to do more kenshin so Yep, the manga restarts serialization just seven months after author's child porn arrest. Oh boy. The last few months have been some intense up and down for a ruining Kenshin franchise. Riding high on the success, the success of its live-action film adaptation trilogy, fans got really excited when series creator Nobuhiro Watsuki <clears throat> returned to writing and drawing the regular serialized installments of the manga last September, with the start of the comic's Hokkaido arc. However, just two months later, he was arrested on charges of possession of child porn, while investigators seized roughly 100 DVDs and CDs from his personal collection, and the author admitted he liked girls between the ages of upper, upper elementary school to about the second year of junior high. Um, between 6 and 11 years old, or 13 to 14. Immediately following his arrest, Jump Square, the monthly manga anthology, which Cut, which carried the Hokkaido arc, and that's going to be spinning the series indefinitely, which took some, which some took to mean permanently. The Watsuki was subsequently fined 200,000 yen, which is just under 2,000 dollars, for his infraction of the anti-child prostitution and pornography ordinance. He managed to avoid serving any jail time, and now he's avoided his, his manga series being permanently axed, as Jump Square publisher Shuisha is welcoming Watsuki back with the reputation of the Rurouni Kenshin's Hokkaido with resumption of the Hokkaido arc serialization. And the statement, the statement is, the series has been on an extended hiatus, and we deeply apologize for the trouble and worry this has caused readers and other interested parties. Even now, the author is reflecting on and regretting his actions every day. However, taking into consideration the various options that have been expressed by readers and interested parties, and believing that responding to them through creating the manga is the obligation of the, both the author and the publisher, we will be resuming the series serialization in the July issue of the magazine, which goes on sale June 4th. We hope, we hope for your understanding in this matter. Given the slap on the wrist Watsky was given by the Japanese criminal justice system, there's a chance that his domestic fans might consider his, his arrest to be now water under the bridge. However, Maroni Kenshin manga and anime also have large followings overseas, including societies that are far less lenient than Japan, regarding the sexualization of minors, and it remains to be seen whether consumers and publishers in these countries will be so forgiving. Well, shit. I mean, and now I was talking to a friend of mine, and this was kind of, this was a bit of a div heavy thing. You know, it's like, A, you know what, he's sorry for what he did. Let him pay his, tri his, his tribute and so forth, you know. Let him Love move on. Let him time. There's some there say, you know, I can still support the manga, but not the artist. I can separate that. 
and that's fine. Not everybody can, and I totally respect that. But people have to understand that this is something that's new to Japan. That's why he got the slap on the wrist. They don't. Japan doesn't understand how serious this is in other countries, especially here in the states. This motherfucker would have gotten twenty-five years of life. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's not an excuse to you know say that it's just you know oh just boo hoo, but. At the same time, you know, you have to understand that it's going to take the country and it's going to take the people of the country a little while to get on to the whole fact that no, you know, even though this was okay, you know, three, four years ago, it's not okay now. Mm -hmm. And there's been talks of how this is going into Lolicon and stuff like that. Uh, let, let, let me just say this. The person at the child, if the person is of age, that's fine. If not, that's not okay. If you're watching an animated thing, that's fine. If you're watching a live action and they're of age, that's fine. If you're watching something animated and they're not of age and live action out of age, that's not okay. It really isn't. I mean, not for nothing, I have watched, and I know we've all probably seen, hentai where the very first thing that comes up on the screen is the the characters depicted in this show are all over the age of 18. Yes. Mm -hmm. And you know for damn sure that some of these girls that are on there are not depicted as actually being 18. Yes, it's because of their college school uni- schoolgirl uniforms, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, they literally just take a, 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 an outfit that would be on an adult and put it on to somebody that looks like they're 12. And unfortunately, that's, you know, that's what they're used to. And it's going to take a while for them to go, you know what, that's not right. That's not good. It's not okay. I mean, unfortunately, it's it's a cultural thing, but it's also... it, It takes a while for a country that is going through brand new ruling Mm -hmm. for everybody to adjust. And the thing is not everybody will adjust. There will always be those people that are, you know, no, this is fine. You know, you're taking away my rights. Every country goes through something similar. And again, you just, you have to, you you don't have to excuse it, but you have to let them learn. Mm-hmm. You have to have those people that are going to be, you know, made examples of. And he was. He was definitely made an example of. But, you know, it's 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 a very gray area. Mm-hmm. I get, there's going to be a lot of trial and error here. Yeah, you yeah. you have to give them the time to understand that it's fucked up. 
but nobody wants to do that. Everyone is too busy talking about how it's you. You gotta stop. Listen, understand. You're arguing U.S. laws about something that happened in Japan where our laws do not apply. We're saying it as if it if it was to happen here, but it did not. So. Oh, and before we continue, I just want to let Bob Coffey know, if you buy the Bubblegum Crisis Blu-rays, um, BGC Hurricane, Hurricane Live 2032 and 2033 Holiday in Bali is on the disc. It's an SD format, but it's better than nothing. I wouldn't mind seeing them do like a, a definitely update remaster of that. Ah, $50 well worth spent. All right. To register participation for this week's episode of Anime Jam Session on vognetwork.com, use the passphrase bell. Yeah, we got that out the way. It's time for everyone's favorite part of the show. Strange news from Japan. And given some of the stuff that we had just talked about, um, we definitely need some comedy stuff like that, camaraderie up in here. And as Bob Coffey says, that's good to know. Time to upgrade to the BDE in the fall then. Damn right. Ari, what is this about sumo wrestlers? <clears throat> okay, then. Uh, it's been a rather hard winter with some areas up north experiencing heavy snowfalls and other parts with hard hitting low temperatures. But as heralded by the Ume and Cherry Blossom, spring has finally sprung. And what could be a better symbol of these sunny days coming to Japan than some... Scantily clad sumatori taking advantage of the pleasant warmth. The Nihon Sumo Kiyaki Twitter account posted these playful pics earlier this week during an event held in Itachi Omiya City in Ibaraki Prefecture. Outside the venue was a Caroline Park brought all the sumo wrestlers out to the yard. And we see several uh, images of sumo wrestlers, you know, you know playing around. It didn't take long for the pleasant weather intoxicate the wrestlers who soon slipped into hijinks. Some of them pulled off moves that the reporter never thought they'd see them do. Uh, let's see one guy sledding in a fucking cardboard box. Uh, Tomie doing a fucking backflip. <laughs> and practice will also held outdoors where people could watch freely. That's pretty cool. And of course, it wouldn't be a zany day without trying on some funny hats. These, <clears throat> this time, they were courtesy of some security guards who posed for pictures with the athletes. Uh, one glaring omission in the springtime phone was Chiyomaru, the man dubbed Japan's Kutasuma by the country's netizens. <laughs> I don't know this. Uh, if you if Chiyomaru. you if you click the link, you'll understand why. Wow. See? Huh. Adorable. Yeah, apparently the funny hats thing has been going over well with the chat. That's good. So yeah, sumo wrestlers frolicking. Have fun with that. It's springtime for sumo. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> now, here's something for you. 
A Japanese garbage man challenges a co-worker to a duel following a workplace argument. Now, I have said I challenged someone to a duel, but this person was for real. On Mark- well, without, without the glove slap to the face, it just it's not an official challenge. True. And if you're Bugs Bunny, you'll have a brick in your glove when you smack the person. Or if you're Robin Hood, you grab the gauntlet off of a suit of armor and just wallop them across the face. True that. <laughs> On the morning of March 13th, two sanitation department employees in Toyono, a town in Osaka prefecture, hopped into their truck to do the normal garbage pickup. Behind the wheel was a 46-year-old man, the higher-ranking employee out of the pair, and sitting next to him was his 50-something-year-old co-worker. Now, the driver had earned himself a reputation in the department for excessive speeding behind the wheel, and that morning was no different. The passenger warned his co-worker that he was driving too fast, and the pickup route was not the right one that they should be taking. But the driver didn't care. And this discussion between these two gents turned into a debate, which turned into an argument. With the driver asking permission from his superiors to leave work early. So, the older employee went on to finish the route by himself. Okay, fine. But instead of going home to relax and blow blow off some steam or hitting a bar for some beers or whatever you want to do to enjoy a half day off, the younger man went to a store and bought two kitchen knives. He went back to work and waited in the parking lot until his co-worker returned from the route. When he pulled up in his truck, the young employee threw the bag containing the knives down on the ground and shouted, Get out of the truck and take whichever knife you want. So he decided to go out, get a weapon for his enemy. A brand new weapon at that. But in doing so, when this happened, the older, wiser, and much more sane employee said no and contacted the police. This formally indicting the young employee of charges of violating the sword and firearms control law. Upon questioning the young man, he explained his actions that he felt that the older employee was belittling his experience and felt that they should settle things with a duel because they weren't getting anywhere with words. Just remember that there are several options between talking and knife duel, including the fist fight if you actually need for violence. Even though Japan still holds samurai virtues such as honor and stoicism in high regard, in modern times the country has largely soured on the practice of dueling with blades as a means to reconcile differences of opinion. In addition to criminal charges he faces, the would-be duelist has been suspended for six months from work, and, ha- and you've got to imagine how that's going to be and when I want to ride with him when he comes when he comes back. Yikes. And I thought the to- story from about, about the two old people having a sickle fight was bad. Oh no, the sickle fight, fight sounds fight, funny. Fight, fight. God. I wish they would do another grumpy old men movie. Get two two more old angry fucks. <sighs> uh, 
It's all yours, Mako-chan. So a shogun was arrested in Japan. And Say what? he was arrested for being a P Ping Tom. What? Okay, that was kind of a weird emphasis. Um, well, he, he Shogun Kigawa was taken into custody after he fails to resist his fetish for peeing women. Oh, that's why the awkward emphasis. Lovely. So, um, story starts out Monday, uh, sorry, morning of December 10th. A woman goes into a convenience store bathroom, and as she's preparing to do her business, a smartphone suddenly appears from beneath the stall's door, uh, with the man gripping it and the camera lens pointing at her. While the peeping Tom was not apprehended at that particular scene... Uh, officers announced that the perpetrator had been identified and taken into custody. After examining security camera footage, the investigation eventually led to a 37-year-old resident of the neighboring city of Yamato, who was formally arrested on April 16th. The man's name is Shogun Kigawa. Um, not actually a shogun, actually. That's just his name, but it's written in the exact same kanji as, you know, shogun. I was going to say, it'd be pretty Ooh. awesome that you can get the title of shogun in the 21st century in Japan. So he admitted to the charges. Uh, and yeah, um, that that's definitely... You know, I, I get it. There are things for everybody out there, but consent, people. <sighs> I mean, there are definitely places where you can watch people pee. There are things like that out there. Stop trying to peep on somebody. Well, that was fun. Yeah. Yeah. It could have been worse. Knowing you, yeah, it definitely could have been worse. And on that note, I think we should take our last break. Yep. Yeah.
And look at that. We're actually finishing on time tonight. If, if not on time, earlier. Woohoo! Alright. Let me go ahead and get through this as quickly and painless as possible. If you like the show, tell a friend. They in turn tell another friend, so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers. We're independent podcasters. We do this for the fun of it. So what we're telling you what we like and don't like, we're being straight up with it. Now, if you want us to lie, starting price is ten grand per person. Hey, we got bills too, you know. So if you have any questions about the show, drop us a line at podcast at AnimeJamSession.com. Again, that is podcast at AnimeJamSession.com. We're here to believe you. Check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com where we post links to our cosplay um, photos, our YouTube videos of con- at conventions, our anime reviews, our weekly podcast, cosplay tips and tricks, convention reviews, and a few more editorials and other stuff that are under the hood. So definitely swing by and check us out at AnimeJamSession.com. And don't forget to check out our podcast, which is not just available on our website. You can also find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Groove, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and the VOG Network forums. And soon to be known as Google Podcasts. Yes, they are rolling out Google Podcasts soon. And you should definitely check us out on our social media sites. Uh, YouTube.com slash Anime Jam Session TV. Twitter.com slash Anime Jam Session. And Facebook.com slash Anime Jam Session. Follow us there so we can check out our convention photos, our, co- our convention videos, updates to our site um, when we're going live, and other cool stuff. Definitely check it out. And don't forget to check us out on vognetwork.com. We're here Tuesday nights at 9.30, Encore Presentations, Thursdays at 2. So we're going to go around the room. Last words, Ari. The Phillies are looking good this year so far. Even though they're in second place behind the fucking Mets. Fuck the Mets. Last words, Mako. I may have to sit and watch a certain Red Panda show again. (laughs) Again? Well, tomorrow's my day off, so I have the time to sit and watch it again. I there's a bunch of y'all that are fans of it on my Facebook. (laughs) My last words, um What the fuck, Yankees? What the fuck? That's it. And also, fuck the Mets. That's it. That is it. End of list. We'll be back next week. Um, we're kicking off our convention season. Uh, we'll be back in a few, in th- two, three weeks with our, our talk of Zenkai Con 2018. We'll see if it actually, if it surpasses last year and then some. Can't wait. I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. And I am Makachan. Great fight, great night. See you next week. Good night, everybody. Night. Say good night, Makachan. Good night, Maka-chan. That's it. We out. Enjoy the last 20 seconds. Later. This podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on this show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com, 
and vognetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamakane!